millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe know all there is to know. From masterpieces to deep fried tacos. And if the movie sucks, you might hear them say, There's no telling where the guys will take you. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice, cause we're already. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude. This is Real Spoilers, episode 699, Thor and the Thunder Bunnies, something like that. I like that. I'd, I mean, it's a Taika Waititi movie, so it. would it be crazy? No. No, no. I mean, I'm like, why didn't they do that? Thor 5. And it's, it's actually brand. a very sad movie. Thor and the Thunder Bunnies. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah, because it's a, it's a riff on Watership Down. Yeah. You see Natalie Portman's feet. <laughs> Start crying. Oh, is it a Quentin Tarantino movie? Now that's interesting because I was talking about JoJo's dead mother, oh. which you <laughs> took sexually. Weird. That's not when I watched JoJo Rabbit. That's I, not how I felt <laughs> at that point. I bet. I bet Quentin does have I some very confused now feelings <laughs> at that moment. He's like, "Am I also into necrophilia? I don't know what oh. to make of that." What? <laughs> Well, guys, this has been our last episode. I'm, I'm you know, sorry. the irony is, a little behind the scenes, we had some technical issues, and we actually had to start the episode over, and if it hadn't been for that, there would be no necrophilia jokes in this episode. Well, so, so, hold on. Uh, we would have got there. Maybe. Maybe. But it's, So you're welcome? Yeah. I'm a glass half full kind of guy. That's so. Way to look and at that, it. And it's half full of embalming fluid. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't be talking. What am I doing? I'm the... Ah, oh, man. Let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. <laughs> I'm Matt F. Bosler, I, and I'm so sorry I talked before the introduction. I'm usually a very good guest, and I, I know what to do, but we, but we had recorded, <laughs> and, and, and now we're starting over, and, and so I was all discombobulated. It will not happen I'm again. I'm going to play what back you, all that audio of when we talked before you introduced us on your show. Yeah, that's yeah, you that, like it. Piss me yeah. off. Pretty <laughs> bad. Such a hypocrite. It explains your pizza party. Li- Liberty Truth Pizza. That's my it's other <laughs> podcast. Your, it explains the existence of that podcast sure. now. It's very on brand. I'm really I'm kicking myself for not having thought of it. Did you introduce yourself? 
Oh, this is Kevin. And this is Tom. There we go. Just <laughs> It's loosey-goosey now, it's man. It's very loosey-goosey. So, this is uh, Uncharted Waters. It is. So, yeah, normally when we forget to record, we don't f- we don't find out until the end. Yeah. And then we're is... just like, sorry, yeah. Dan. Yeah. We're not going <laughs> to get back. it next time. <laughs> to be fair, that happened one time in the first 50 episodes. We're on episode 699. So we have a pretty good track record. Hey, 69. Yeah. Hey, nice. That's cool. 60, it's like 69. Nine. Which is so? There's another hey, person. another nine, and that person dead. <laughs> oh baby! And oh. their feet are up by we didn't. Other I mean, head. By, we didn't want to say why Joe wasn't here, but I guess since <laughs> the cat's out of the bag, this serious foot fetish should do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Joe, we should say Joe. Checked in. Joe last week, uh, mere hours after recording, was like, "Oh, I have COVID." <laughs> <laughs> oh, ch- uh, by the way, guys. Whoops. He's like, but I'm a police officer, so we don't believe in that. <laughs> and <laughs> this episode's crazy. <laughs> so, so he tested positive for COVID and then tested negative just in time to leave on his trip to the Bahamas. Funny how that happens. That's weird. And, yeah. So uh, funny how government officials can make that work. I know. That's. Uh, but uh, so Kevin and I spent the whole week like, I wonder if we're gonna die, <laughs> uh, which honestly would be the culmination of my sexual fetish, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So it'd be. Uh, a happy ending in both senses of the word, oh. um, or phrase. I know it's technically two <laughs> words. Don't at me. It's like the good word. Right. That's the whole Bible, not just one of the words out of there. Oh, right. Okay. But they took it collectively as the word. The word. Okay. And you, yes, you're, yes, yeah. collectively the word of, what was it? <laughs> uh, sucking down feet or something? <laughs> something like that. Okay. Yeah, dead feet. Oh, but, God. uh, which, uh, shameless plugs is where you're at. Oh, shameless plug. Kevin's like, nothing shameless please, about this podcast. Please move along. Shameless plugs, don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Uh, be sure and uh, maybe leave us a review. Follow us so you don't uh, miss an episode. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Uh, you could become a member of the League of Show Shares simply by sharing an episode so your friends and or loved ones uh are also aware of the program. People who were kind enough to share an episode this week include Librarian Cynthia, Tammy Sherman Powers, Ralph Tribble, Julian Jordan, Ron Johnson, Heather Sachs, Lane LeVanway, Christopher Rex, Travis Tewitt, Tom Dowdy, Chris Valls, Chris Magic Man, uh, Joey Faubert, Brad Hyen, James Install, Linda Wright, L Is Not Well, Ryan Terry from the Forza Crowd Podcast, Geek to Me Radio, David Rojas, In Session Film, Binge Movies, Invasion of the Remake, Ronnie Castle, Matt Naglia, Mike Mike and Oscar, Minorities Report, and Feel and Film. So thank you very much for sharing an episode. We greatly appreciate it. And finally, Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month you get all sorts of bonus content and extra Matt F. Bassler. It's mostly me. He's yeah. the star of uh, the Real Spoilers Patreon. Which that that comes in handy now because in my age, I'll pee, I pee a lot, so I can get up and leave for large stretches of time, and you oh, can just take over. Let's take over. Well, and also, Matt saw the movie two days ago. Yes. And we saw it like two we weeks ago. We saw it ago. two weeks ago, so you're going to have to help fill in a lot of the gaps. I There's a superhero named, crap, what's the guy's name in this movie? Thur? Thur? That sounds right. Oh, Thor. Oh, that thank it's you. See, called, this is I, why. It doesn't sound right to me. He's called Thor. There's two. There's, See, that's. But the there one were two? But the one doesn't count because he's a girl. <laughs> and that's the <laughs> message of the movie. Right. Like, we all know that girl Thors yeah. don't count. They so. kill her. 
Yeah. So don't worry. <laughs> yeah. It's it a one. Won't. It's don't worry, misogynist. Oh, it's a one picture. Thor's deal. a girl now. No, no. Dead. Dead. So, so this movie is getting a lot of heat online, which is, it seems crazy to me. I get if you don't like a movie, that's fine. There's nothing wrong. Criticism, totally valid. I think they're. I can see how people wouldn't like this movie now. I know we all three loved it. I, I, I just know we all loved it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> if you've been online the past week of this movie's release, it's not just like, oh, this is middling Marvel, which, like, I can see if you're saying this is average, right? There's a yeah. lot better Marvel movies. There's some other ones, like, I think Thor's been a part of them, that are like, yeah, that was forgettable. It's not that great. But someone online said that this is without hyperbole they said this is the worst movie they've seen in over a decade and can i explain my tweet <laughs> <laughs> like i get i get if you just didn't like the movie and i'll ask you in a second matt what that means for you but until then stay in your lane yeah, please. That's what he's <laughs> <tweeting at. laughs> i know you've been introduced but let's pump the brakes yeah but this movie, while not everything worked in it, I think it's far from a terrible movie. Like these people are, again, without hyperbole, saying this movie is a one out of ten, if that's the lowest they can give it. You cannot like a movie and say some things didn't work, and it's not a one. Movies don't have to be a one or a nine or ten. Out you of 10. on the Twitter? There's no self awareness. People like they can't reflect, and they're literally saying this is one of the worst movies they've ever seen, which no way right like that's bonkers there's yeah. no way this is the worst movie you've ever seen or even in the past decade and one person even prefaced it i know you're gonna say watch more movies but if if you're saying this is the worst movie you've seen in a decade and i would what say other, watch a movie yeah, what <laughs> other option is there it's just objectively like and they're even saying it looks flat or bad composition or whatever but like there's some good visual oh, it's effects. Pr- it's stuff a in pretty this movie. movie good colors I, yeah, there's that. some good action sequences i thought were really yeah. good I it mean, was in stereo yeah, oh, 5.1 yeah. if you go to the fancy theaters. Yeah, I don't got that kind yeah, of I, I Oh, did I? Who cares? But I, Ke- Kevin, yeah. Kevin, Kevin says last freaking minute, Matt, you have to see this movie. Matt, I gave you three and a half days <laughs> to see the movie. It wasn't even out yet. So like, it's not even like you were like, oh man, the, they're all sold hey, out wait, already. That's a good point. I couldn't go the day you asked me to yeah. go. So that's less. But anyway. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, I got so much work to do, but ah, real spoilers needs me. I, yeah. I can't, I can't not do this. So I tried to go as early as I could. I just and I'm and I'm I picked I, no descriptor. Right, I'm on Fandango or whatever. Fandango. I see Fandango. That's it. Remember, they used to have the bags. What happened? The talking guys? bags. The loved those loved guys. It. Yeah. So it's it's they're all listed. It's like oh IMAX this and this and this, and then there's one at, at, at ten o'clock. It doesn't really say anything. Reserved seats. Reserved seats. All it said. And you were like, great, I, I can reserve a seat. That's exactly what I'm looking I for. I want to reserve a seat. So I, I click it. I do it. I buy the ticket. I don't know how much a ticket costs. You click it and take it. What, 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 what could a banana cost $10? Oh, you, you know go to Marcus was $18? It was. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I go in and I sit down. And first of all, this ain't a dream lounger. No. This is terrible. I'm sitting. It's a nightmare lounger. Yeah. I, I, I'm sitting you know, the bolt ball, up the right? ballpark. Just a yeah, it's a lawn chair. <laughs> and, I, and I and I look to the to the at the lady to my right, and I go, "Well, those are a weird pair of glasses." <laughs> oh jeez. I look to was my this, left. It, I didn't know this movie was in 3D. I, well, it's wild, right? They hey, rarely. Hey, you you can spoil the movie. Don't spoil my story. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, he, yeah. You no one knew I what he was building. Saying that. Yeah. It was building. So go on. On your left, they had the same. That guy's got the same weird glasses. Must have been a sale. One line away from the big pop right here. (laughs) 
It's 3D. Oh. And I'm don't want that. Yeah, 3D is the worst. See that? It's the worst. You're gonna get uh, complaint mail from Heather Sachs though. Which I don't. She loves care. 3D. Yeah, she's well. I mean, everyone's entitled to her opinion, but it's wrong. To her opinion, <laughs> yeah, it's wrong. There's no such thing as a wrong opinion, but in Heather's case, we'll make an I, exception. I, oh, I put these dumb dark glasses on. Yeah, and I in the movie, and they start with like this, like, Ooh, welcome to Marcus. Well. Oh, but also funny thing when that guy, uh, Marcus man, Mr. Yeah. Marcus, yeah, when he Greg goes, Marcus, when he oh, goes Marcus, like, yeah. you won't have to deal, 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 deal with oh this, I, and, and someone laughed. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Did they skip the video on purpose? Uh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I don't yeah, know like as much he, to Marcus. He, yeah, he does a thing where he's just like, and you know, unlike you don't have to watch it on your phone, and then he's like, and then they make Shrinks. it real small, and he's like. Yeah, oh. and then it's oh, like, no. oh, and you don't have to worry about the movie bu- bu- buffer, bu- bu- buffering, bu- oh, bu- buffering, and yeah. somebody loved it. I'll oh, tell you man. what. But, during the past two years, I watched a lot of movies at home, right? Because the theaters remember they weren't open for a while. I rarely had a problem watching a movie. Like, yeah. the, okay, but anyway, please. Well, it, so hilarious they, bit. Go on. They, they start. They start with like the like, look, this thing's in three D, and like the shapes are flying mm-hmm. around, and I'm like, okay, this is three D, and I in. Five minutes of the movie, the effect is like gone for yeah, me. Same. I just can't. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 3D doesn't work for me at all. Like, at, like I never. I'm like, what am I? Grab? But what little bit it does, I can see depth sometimes. Yeah. Like, a, you know, that my favorite usage of 3D was Coraline because it looked like you could just reach in and pick them up. But, mm. uh, but yeah, after like five minutes, it's just like, it's like wearing a, a couple. That... It's like wearing a hat. You know, like after like five minutes, you you can't tell that you it's, got a hat. It's on a hat head. on a hat. Yeah, the movies are three D already. Like they're already. <laughs> I I know that. There's Thor depth, is not right? a flat man. <laughs> right. I get it. There's there's some cool ones. There are some cool ones. The ones that are filmed in three D and the ones that are computer generated, so they can make the three D whatever because it's it exists in like that animated. computer. Yeah, yeah. The the CGI movies they can increase the depth and make it work perfect for the technology. There's been a couple post conversions that were impressive, but most of the post conversions are bad. Like what was that Clash of the Titans? That was war. And the only reason that movie made money because it came out like three weeks after. after Avatar. And everyone was like, 3D is the I best more thing 3D. ever. And it's like, oh my God, yeah. that movie was so we, bad. You would have never gotten Wrath of the Titans if it hadn't been for the 3D bump yeah. from Avatar. So did you get you got your glasses in time? You ran out to go. I gr- did. Yeah, I got them. And, and I, out, you were at Minions? Oh, I, if only. <laughs> that so, movie's, now that's an awful movie. I, and that movie's making billions bank. of dollars. And that movie was Horrible. I do not, but I hate the minions. Well, it couldn't have been worse than this movie. <laughs> the worst movie I've ever seen. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for 3D in this movie, I'm just curious. Like, do they like hold the hammer out and wave it at There's you? There's like, added some of the- scenes. <laughs> Where Thor goes, Ooh, what if I held my hammer? <laughs> no, I nothing. Well, where you I mean, couldn't tell what the big ones I, were. No, truly, just I mean, generally everything was kind of. Yeah. Once I'm like, yeah, five minutes in, it's just a, a movie again. And okay, well, I will say they rarely show 3D, and I think so. The first time I saw 3D, especially since the pandemic in like two years, was was Doctor Strange, right? And I knew there was an Avatar trailer before Doctor Strange. I'm like, oh, they're priming the pump. Hey, remember 3D's a thing? So they brought it back here for Doctor Strange. Now, I know some other places never really lost it, apparently, but we don't hardly ever see it. So Matt found 
the one 3D theater I, yeah. in St. Louis, somehow he just happened. Accidentally. <laughs> but they're, tr- I mean, that Avatar movie is going to come out and they want it to be another $3 per ticket. And that right. is hundreds of millions of dollars over the run if it's as successful as the first one. So, okay, well, interesting Did to know. Did you guys, the first time you saw 3D and there's like the, the glasses bin to toss yeah. them in, were you like, mm, well, I'm going to keep these? Because <laughs> I was. I mean, when I saw Avatar, uh, I was like, collection. When Avatar came out, they actually had like uh, a promo item that were like more like real sunglasses. Oh, cool. That, you know. Yeah, I kept all the special ones. They did it for when... Um, no, I mean, these were given out to like movie reviewers and stuff. They yeah. were like Ray-Ban type sunglasses that they oh, would fold over sick. and not... Yeah, because for a while they were doing like the the themed ones. Yeah, the, like Avengers yeah. did. There was yeah. Iron Man, Iron Patriot. They did uh, for whatever Avengers it was the first or second. And those were cool to collect because it's like I'm not giving – I wouldn't give back an Iron Man looking pair of 3D glasses. That was cool. I would throw them away so fast. Yeah. Now, I, you know, yeah. I just don't care. Okay. So anyway, okay. So the point is I, I don't understand the like – you go to this movie, you have some laughs. I think it's entertaining enough. There's visuals. I think there's some really good dramatic stuff. When they weren't throwing all the jokes at the wall, right? Like the comedy doesn't always hit, but I think there are some laughs. I think some of the dramatic stuff between Jane and Thor is good. Like there's stuff to enjoy about this movie. I don't think it's the worst movie I've ever made, but like what what do you think, Matt? You didn't like it as much as Tom and I. No. And why not? Uh I th- I th- I think the humor the uh, Marvel brand of humor in this movie is particularly embarrassing and bad, <laughs> and it and it it feels to me like this movie is the, a a parody of the Marvel brand of comedy. Like when it is happening, it's like they're doing like a, a YouTube sketch of of what of, why of Marvel way comedy that, comedy, and then when, and those screaming goats love them every time it's funny <laughs> give me those screaming goats but yeah when it's the like you're really gonna do that or i, I guess we're going there or well that kind of stuff did the like keep talking after a thing yeah. happens well like the guardian stuff in the beginning i d- didn't work for me and i love the guardians i think yeah and and you know what james gunn wrote the guardians movies yeah and Taika Waititi wrote the Guardians in this I movie. You felt, can tell. There's... I felt like all the, the Guardian stuff felt like season four of Community when Dan Harmon was no longer yeah. writing it. And it was like, these are the right people and they're saying the words and it just doesn't. Yeah. And you know, you've got a different director. I mean, I didn't look this up, but I can tell you from the way it felt that wasn't James Gunn directing or writing that scene. Like, yeah. It just it just wasn't. And you think that that uh, uh, Taika, Mr. Waititi. Uh, is Please. the 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 sort of the the not pr- problem might be the wrong word, but the, I love Taika Waititi because I I think he's very f- uh, uh, what we do in the shadows yeah very funny oh my gosh uh, those old wilder people laughing all day long does that get better I've watched like the first four episodes and I'm just like it's okay yeah I'm I mean, guessing it does I I, I, I love people the love movie. it I and love... I just started watching it and it was just kind of like eh. it's not my favorite thing of his but I I like it but yeah. that movie I, I, that movie I'm not about the show but, but the movie is awesome. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. the movie's so good. Like, show aside, like, yeah. the movie Hunt for the Wilder People. D- yeah, JoJo's. Uh, JoJo Rabbit is really good. I mean, I know that was polarizing, but it was a good movie. Um, was it really? I didn't, I, I honestly didn't know that. I'm surprised. I, it's, I, I oh, think yeah. JoJo's so good. Yeah, on, yeah, you've got people that just can't get past the premise of that you would make fun of Hitler, like, not that you'd make what? fun of him, <laughs> that, that you would use him as comedy when the situation do you think that Watiti, because he's 
done so many great funny things and Ragnarok was a big hit. They just let I guess they just gave him free reign and didn't check him maybe See, as much I, as I wondered if maybe th- there is like a Marvel brand humor and like somebody else comes in and is like like they have for the spe- like they have for the action parts like the director handles the dramatic stuff but they've got a team that'll handle the action and you just yeah, get out of the way. Yeah, kind of are like you know they have the scene uh whatever thor and someone hanging out and then someone comes in and is, and is like well could he like really point out that he put a hole in the ceiling like you know yeah the- i don't know so i what i've read in doing some research for this movie and, and a lot of this information comes from natalie portman in interviews she says that there is so much stuff they got cut like going to other planets other characters she said that she was amazed there's so much good stuff in this movie because they ended up cutting a whole bunch of really good stuff. So apparently Taika Waititi films tons and tons of stuff. And then in another interview, she says that improv actually, we know that he likes to just film a lot of improv because he's, you know, comedian and he likes to work with people that can improv like Hemsworth. But she says that their, their improv actually informed the story actually informed plot points. And now I'm sure there's a plan like feige isn't just like do whatever it's just marvel right like but i think that within the you know their approval process or whatever they filmed so much stuff that it actually like they were improvising plot points apparently i I don't know what that means i I don't know how that works but or to what level that right or maybe she's over i'm just i don't know exactly but Watiti says that he finds the film in the in the cutting room. So he has so much footage and he kind of just shapes the movie. So like the actors didn't even really know what would end up in the movie because they filmed so much. Christian Bale, Gore the God Butcher himself, he says that there were scenes with Peter Dinklage. Like remember he's the one that crafted yeah. Stormbreaker for Thor in was it Endgame or no Infinity War? It's Infinity War. Is it, okay, because yeah, that's when he sticks him in the chest. And yeah, he's like you should have cut my head off. Exactly. <laughs> that was it. That was a great uh, Brolin. So he had scenes with Peter Dinklage and Goldblum, his character from Ragnarok. Okay, the the Grandmaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he filmed. He filmed with Goldblum and Dinklage, who those are two big names. Like you wouldn't think, yeah. like, hey, be in this Marvel movie. Oh, you're just not in it, right? Yeah. So that's how much when they got to the cutting room, they were cutting out name actors from the movie so it's it's very weird to think that you have this big production and they would let him just film so much stuff and pay big actors to be in it right and allow him to just cut it out so it makes me think that watiti really has a ton of control and i'm sure feige says like absolutely not that part and you got to get us to here but I, I and i think that ends up ultimately being the problem and why i understand people not loving this movie not everyone universally because it it feels a little messy. It feels a little bit like, you know, here, let's have this for the laughs and this for the laughs and this is funny. And then you, boom, get into some dramatic stuff, which is really good by its own right. But you're going back and forth to jokes so much that there's just something a little jolly I, about I do it. I do right? think in this too, and maybe maybe in uh, Ragnarok too a little bit, are they, they're going that way. But I do think there is sort of a problem of like, well, is Thor a dumb moron or is he a good leader, smart guy. And I, I'm fine with like some, right. you know, you're having fun. But like when he's talking to the uh, Asgardians in the little, where, right after all the kids got 
kidnapped yeah. or whatever. And he's just being like so dumb. And I, it's probably been a long time since anyone's watched it, but we've all seen the original Thor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That movie was funny. And I'm going to sound like uh, this is what the haters are saying. I just don't think it affects this movie as much as they're saying. But if you do remember, Thor was a fish out of water it's, story. Yeah, it's a fish out yeah. of water It was story, funny yeah. because he was a fish out of water. It wasn't funny because he was a big dum-dumb. Yeah. He just didn't know human culture, but right. he was still very like serious yeah. and had good dramatic moments and was a leader and everything. It was Splash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, it just, it, it was the human- sorry, Shape of Water. Oh, Thank for you. the kids. Yeah. So I think that when Ragnarok reshaped him, and I do think Ragnarok's very funny, but- they latched onto that. The, the balance is yeah. to me fine in, in in Ragnarok. Yeah, it's it's better balanced at least. I when I saw Ragnarok, I thought it was a little bit too jokey, and I was like, okay, I get it, but like the constant need for jokes, it was a little much. But you're right, there was a balance. And this one now, because it's all for for the jokes, like in the Guardians stuff, it's like I am so glad he's not with the Guardians, and I hope they don't put them back together because it wears thin. It's like he's just so dumb with Peter, like. You know, it's funny, like, oh, Quill, I stole your ship, and I'm the leader of your team now, and all this. Like, that was funny for a joke, like a throwaway right. joke, but when they're trying to make it, like, is he really that dumb that he thinks he can just take over the whole Guardians team? Well, like, he's just two different guys. Yeah. Now. And I, is he nice, or is he a jerk? I mean, is he dumb? Or I will he... say, he is a god, so he's not really used to hearing Well, and no. <laughs> this movie has also made me really question, what does that mean right. even more? And I think there's an interesting discussion there, too, right? Like... Are the gods good or are they, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, cause you, in the old, in old literature and the writing about gods, it's like, there's these all powerful gods and people worship them and some of them are good and some of them are bad. And, I, and in this movie we get like Zeus, he's a straight up a-hole and all the gods are like, Hey, there's a God killer. We're going to hide here and protect ourselves. We're not going to save anybody. And, you know, so I think there's something interesting rather than just make the gods be like these powerful superhero type good guys. It's like, well, wait a minute. You've got Thor, who's a god of, of sorts, right? And then you've got Zeus. And look at the difference in what gods can be, right? Well, and our, but so, like, he, uh, you know, Gore prayed to Gold Blood Man, yeah, whatever. Of course. Yeah. Could that guy have done anything? Like, does he receive? Pra- Is Thor receiving prayers all the time? Well, and- I don't think Thor's a real god like that. I don't. Think- okay, but Odin. Like, I think it's questionable. Kevin the-, the theologian. Yeah, here we go. I I think it's questionable. Like, th- I haven't seen those movies in a long time, but the way they set it up made it seem like people mistook them for gods okay they're kind of super powered beings but they're not gods like zeus is a god they have powers and resemble a god and so as guardians treat them as quote-unquote gods i I don't think they're the same prayer type god but zeus and gold blood man from the beginning are that who's a yes who's a what we do in the shadows guy john i just when they bring in daredevil he's gonna have some things to deal with with his catholicism and yeah, right <laughs> was that when they said the god of carpentry was yeah that, was jesus hanging out there i think that was what they were saying because I, I, I totally missed that because that there was a sign or something that said like there's like, like a place uh, for the god of carpentry. Val- valkyrie or something i think might say it like there's, okay. there's the god of carpentry johnny i would reevaluate how She's, well i thought the jokes worked like, if i had heard that one. points yeah. off screen <laughs> but uh johnny brug B-R-U-G-H. He's the other, you know, there's Jermaine Clement, Taika Waititi, and Johnny are the three vampires and what we do in the shadows. And 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, so he's the god in the very beginning of the movie, and Watiti uses his people, and that's great. But yeah, he Gore goes to him, and he's lost his daughter. Like we see his young, you know, she's probably ten or something. His young daughter's died. They're walking through the desert. All their people are dead. He's praying to this god, and he gets to this what appears like I thought it was an, a mirage, mirage at first, but it's actually an oasis, and the gods are feasting, and there's you know the women with harps, and they're feeding the god, and it looks great. And Gore gets there, and the guy's like, ah. ah screw you you're dead like just die like he's like what are you talking about i've been praying to you we've worshiped you to the very end like you have to help us and he's like no we can finally like move on with our lives and get new followers now that all the old ones are wiped out like he's just a total jerk i don't understand that marketing principle Mm-mm. like i Mm-mm. i need all my fans to die so i'm free to create new ones that's the life of a influencer yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't exactly get it, but main point is like, okay, these gods are jerks. They're showing us right away. But so Gore, you know, he loses his faith here, obviously. And you see that someone just tried to kill this god. And so you see this dead body on the ground, and there's a sword next to it. And come to find out, that's the Necro Sword. Now, the Necro Sword in the comics has tie ins with. That's a sword that likes to have sex with dead people. Yeah. That's it's got, and uh, the, the hilt is a foot. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that detail. <laughs> So the necro sword Go is on. <laughs> the necro sword is actually uh, made from like a symbiote in the comics, and so it ties in with Sony Marvel stuff. So gotcha. there's rights issues, so they don't really do it in this one. This one it looks in like a regular. The last sword. thing the MCU wants is to be have one more tethered to all that Sony yeah. stuff. Yeah, they were just like <laughs> they weren't like, hey, let's make a deal. They're like, no, no, no. The necro sword oh. isn't a symbiote anymore. Like, doesn't need to be. It's but, fine. Yeah. So, but this sword gives whoever holds it power and and kind of takes over control of them so as soon as it's there's this connection and it calls to gore and says like slay him kill the god and so he gets the sword it actually like but he like pulls it to him as uh the god is choking gore it pulls it to him and he's able to slice his head off and then you see that it like tells him it, it, to kill all gods and get an exact your revenge and so that's where we're set off and I think Gore is a terrifying villain. I as many stakes as there've been with the aliens trying to take over Earth and Thanos trying to wipe half the population out. Like there's stakes there, but they weren't as intimidating to me. Where I think Gore really nails that, and in the performance by Bale, who plays this character straight, you know, he's not doing the jokey improv thing that Watiti's doing with everyone else. Like he is a straight up villain, and he's scary. He's a spooky, spooky was, man. Yeah, it was definitely had more of a horror movie vibe, and yeah. I, I feel like it needed that balance. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think they were smart to not let him be like a wacky villain. Cause easily I'm yeah. sure. And uh, you know, Christian Bale probably, he's a good enough actor where like, if you're getting Christian Bale and he wants to play it this way, like you're not going to be like, no, just throw some jokes in there. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? He wanted to play it. Seriously. I, I think and, I'd say he's definitely one of the best, like one shot villains. Yeah. Had. I think he's a memorable villain. He he doesn't have the size, which is, you know, if you're going to go up against Chris Hemsworth at the most bulked up we've ever seen him, I think that's visually that can be a hard thing, but because he's so intimidating yeah. and he draws the strength from the necro sword, I think he built up a scary enough and commanding enough villain to when they do face off, you're like yeah, man. This, I don't yeah, know. Right. This is, you know, right? It doesn't feel. It doesn't like, seem like oh, if, if Thor just gets his hands on him, it's yeah, over. Like I, I, I didn't feel that way. So props to him because all. he's a lot smaller, but he built the character up, and mm-hmm. it was scary. I mean, he this character Gore lives in the shadows, 
and he's kidnapping all the kids of New Asgard, and he's creepy. He appears in the shadows, and he's terrifying them, and he's got this black ooze coming out of his mouth. Like, he's a really <laughs> creepy guy where you're like, I don't want to mess with him. He's grody. Basically, Thor's running with the Guardians. He's screwing stuff up, so they're happy to get away from him. Lady Sif, who... Uh, Jamie Alexander, who wasn't in Ragnarok, she calls him up and says, hey, I'm in. Uh, there's this guy coming after all the gods. So he parts ways. The Guardians are like, thank God, get him away from us. And they do that, you know, like the humor there just doesn't work with that whole hanging on. Like, you look at the people that love you. Like, Pratt's trying to be serious, and Thor's looking at him like, it's weird. Yeah, it's just weird. Well, and he, I've, even in that whole joke thing, they're inconsistent with, like, does Thor want uh, Quill to love him or does he not care? I don't know. I just, it's just like I don't like the thing where it's like anything for the laugh. Like we'll I know, abandon right. a character, and I think, and that's why I can see the complaints. I get it. Like there, this movie. Some people are comparing it to like skits stitched together, and I can see that because yeah. clearly they're going for the funny moment, not the character driven moment, but. I think that other stuff's in there too, but it does get overshadowed by the jokes. But you have Thor who is questioning, I think, his place of like, you know, I'm a guy. Like the whole thing in the beginning is him trying to find his purpose. Like <laughs> That's kind of what he does every Thor yeah, movie. <laughs> true. But, you know, it's like he's a god or he was raised as a god and then he's coming to help the people of Earth and then, you know, he's out of shape and depressed in Endgame and so he's trying to get back to where he was. So he's doing all the workouts and he's, he's meditating when he's not helping the guardians. And so Thor's struggling with that reality. But, but also this movie called love and thunder, we know now it has dual meanings, but Watiti kind of makes it a rom-com, but it also is a lot about it of him and Jane's breakup. And he's trying to figure out like who he is without her now and, and without having any love in his life. Meanwhile, Jane, we find out, has been excelling in academics. I think she gets like a Nobel Prize or something, but she finds out she has stage four cancer. Which so. was an improv. <laughs> Which, yeah, they had yeah. to write around it. Yeah, that was she... pretty big deal, but they, you know, she's Natalie Portman, so, you know, got to go with it. But she finds out she has stage four cancer, so like her time is very limited. She's exhausted all of her medical options. She's going to chemo. We see Darcy, who we hadn't seen since WandaVision. She's... That was, a, in particular, scene I thought was awful. Really? Like acting wise and joke wise and oh yeah, I, I like I, Darcy. I I think she's I like Darcy. I like Kat Dennings a lot, but you I, didn't work for you. I, I like not. her. I mean, I like her in the other movies. I just that yeah. scene in okay. particular felt may, maybe it did felt like it was very loosely gotcha. scripted, and, and they're just like, what's more important than chemo? I don't know. I gotcha. Yeah, I I can see. I it, I think it, that's where the tone. It's weird because there's so much seriousness, but again, they find the need to put jokes. It felt like a like a high school sketch or something. Gotcha. Um, so so she's exhausted. And, and again, I'm sorry, I just I I do think they're both fine actors. Yeah, it's no, totally. It's something about thing. the balance of seriousness, which I think there's some really good dramatic moments, but they always have to undercut the seriousness with a jokey joke. And I think that's where they, if they could maybe pull that back a little bit, because the there is some funny stuff, but there's also some dramatic stuff that maybe shouldn't be undercut, and mm-hmm. it makes the tone a little jarring. So she's exhausted all her medical options. She calls, we see Eric Selvig or whatever, who's uh, Stellan's Skarsgård, because Sarsgård is sorry he's not a Skarsgård. That's how we remember that. That's how you remember that. I make no 
effort to yeah. even try at okay. all. Don't so, care. So so he's a cameo. He calls in on a, a FaceTime and says, sorry, I've analyzed whatever. You know, there's nothing you can do. And so Jane looks to magic, which she never has in the past. She she didn't ever want to try to, you know, go and ask for Thor's help and all that. She wanted to solve it with science or all her problems with science. But now there's nothing left. And so she sees the a book and it's like the Norse book and there's a picture of the world tree and, you know, she's going to go try to throw it up. And so she goes to New Asgard. We see uh, Tessa Thompson as King Valkyrie and she's running New Asgard. They've taken in all the people from when Asgard was exploded. And so they're doing their whole thing there. And uh, Jane, we find out in a flashback later that she went to the hammer. Mjolnir is the pieces of it that hella broke are all in this like display thing. Like you'd see at a museum. They're like, here's the hammer that they like dug out around. It. I thought that yeah, was really it's cool. like where it was or yeah. Cause they can't. It was hella broke. Hella broke. Yeah. <laughs> so well, it sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we, we find out that these pieces start, you know, and Mjolnir only could be wielded by those who are worthy. Also, she does say later that she heard Mjolnir call to her. Which was important to me because yeah. I thought her just going to, well, maybe I can pick up that hammer felt really stupid yeah. Yeah, to me. I was glad there was at some point like, a, ah, I yeah. get kind of called out to me to go. That, that felt They better. pulled her to, yeah, yeah to, and just like her sure. randomly saying, well, I don't well, know, and maybe. We get a lot of flashbacks where I didn't expect, again, with the romantic comedy part, we get a lot of like flashbacks of the relationship mm-hmm. i didn't expect that from this but you know remember jane was around thor for many years and mjolnir and the hammer and stormbreaker kind of have this sentience about them which is interesting and so i think from them spending time together mjolnir realized even though she's a human that she is worthy a, you know worthy enough to wield it so that's how we end up getting the mighty thor but the hammer meanwhile when she transforms is like it's not allowing her body to heal the cancer or anything like it's taking all the power she has left. And so she's, uh, you know, her, the time is ticking. The more she uses it, the less time she has left. And so she has to decide there's that struggle of, do I use these last moments to try to save the world and, and do all this stuff, even though it means my death, or should I just try to stay in bed? And, you know, clearly in this type of movie, she's not going to just right. be like, well, got to heal, you know, so you've got that going on and oh and then Gore like Gore's another complicated villain where it's like he's not just mustache twirling he was betrayed everything he knew yeah. was praying to these gods and he found out his gods don't care about him and so you know he wants to take out all the gods with the necro swords uh, influence but it's like that's kind of like I don't I mean you get it right like well and that I I do think that's important too right cuz his whole plan is like pretty dumb or it just doesn't because he's going to go make one wish for whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he is corrupted by this sword, I think, is... Because there were times in the movie, I'm like, well, why wouldn't he just wish to like be a guy? Or, like, there's so many more practical wishes where you don't have to well, kill but everybody. but the sword. But that's what I'm saying. Like, Because, yeah. I don't know, people say that about like Thanos all the time, that like his plan is so dumb. And it's like, well, he's a psychopath he's not a normal thinking like there's something wrong with (laughs) thanos he's not thinking practically like but i think you're supposed to not agree with him but like you're supposed to see his side oh totally but you're right but so yeah what i'm saying is like the fact that the sword is like corrupting him does make his thing i think more sense marvel is pretty good about 
making a thing make sense and with a pretty quick like liner to yeah, usually, yeah in right? context like, of the character uh, yeah. and, and i think they're also good about giving the villains like motivation where you're just like you can at least on some level see how they arrived at that point yeah. of view instead of just i'm evil and must destroy the universe and it's like it. but you're in the universe like that's that's seems, where you live seems ill-advised so yeah so you kind of get his thing so like Matt mentioned, there's eternity lives at the center of the universe. And in the comics, there's eternity and infinity. And these two make up all of every, all of life, everything that we know. And so if you get to eternity, your prize is basically one wish, whatever you want. And so he is going to make his job easier instead of going around slicing throats all across the universe. He's just going to say death to all gods. Boom. It's done. One wish and it's done. So, Thor has to stop him from killing all the gods. That's that's the quest the movie goes on. So I was reading, and apparently, and I don't remember this. I guess it's in one of the other movies that I just forgot. Mjolnir apparently goes to Jane because he enchanted it to protect her no matter what. So there is some he kind says of... He it in this movie. He's like on the couch, and he... So that's you know, in a flashback. But he's saying that he doesn't remember hearing that prior to this movie. Yeah. Oh, someone said it's, it's in a movie. It is... Oh, I don't know. I just... I. I haven't watched the movies in a long time, so maybe it was just thrown in a flashback, which that would maybe make more sense. He, but yeah, they're like on the couch, and he's saying, "Always protect her," and then it like glows. Okay, so that was a kind glows. of a retcon to make this all make yeah. sense. So another reason why she is worthy, but it's because he also imbued it with those that secret he power, like gifted it to her. Exactly. So Gore shows up at New Asgard, and a fight goes down. I thought it was a pretty good fight. I there's a few really good action sequences in this movie. This is the one where we first see the mighty Thor. So Thor co- comes to save the day and fighting, fighting along Valkyrie. And then all of a sudden, boom, Jane shows up. Well, he sees Mjolnir. I thought it was a pretty good scene. That was oh, a, yeah, a good yeah. comedic That's beat. Funny. Yeah. Mjolnir appears to him. He's like, yeah, slow motion. I'm going to get it. And it whizzes right past him, lands in Jane's hand. And then he's introduced to her. And while they're fighting, he has to also be like, what the hell's going on here? I haven't seen you in years. We broke up. Now you're Thor, my mantle. And you know, there's a good scene. He's trying to like outdo her and, upgrade his suit and stuff you know there's a good i think you can be funny without that undermining what's yeah. going on you know? one of the better good action scenes they're kicking ass uh gore commands this legion of shadow monsters so another really scary thing about his his power and his presence is it's kind of unpredictable right so they're coming out of the shadows and these monsters are fighting them and they keep coming eventually they kidnap all the children which i guess gore's plan is to lure them Gore's ultimate plan is to lure Thor to him so he can get Stormbreaker. That's right. Because he needs Stormbreaker's uh, Bifrost. Uh, Bifrost power to open this doorway to eternity. Got it. So he can't face off against Thor maybe head to head, so he has to lure him into the, the trap. So you get that, and they go to Omnipotent City or something? Omnipotent City is the name of the city. I was going to say, it's so close that now I won't be able to think of what it actually is. So. <laughs> so this is where you get Zeus. And I mean, this is another polarizing thing, right? So you've got all the DC fanboys are like, look at Snyder's flash when they show Zeus or whatever in one of the movies. And, you know, he's ripped and he looks like a... But that's the joke, right? Like right. It's, it's that it's... The, and I think casting Russell Crowe is perfect because... Russell Crowe used to right. be yeah. super ripped, and it's like it's kind of like a this, washed up god. Like thing. this, yeah, yeah. This this god has basically sequestered himself in this world of where he just all of his yeah. most hedonistic desires are fed, and so he's no longer 
built this like is you remember that. right he I, still got his powers like you know if if you meet you know Jake LaMotta at age 60 is he fat yes if he punches you he, in the face yeah, right. are you going to get dropped like college algebra absolutely <laughs> i thought it was an interesting choice he's doing a real greek accent i mean what he is that is that i don't know what greek but that's what he's doing. Like, yeah, he's yeah. Trying, I believe you. I was just asking. Right. Like, this, yeah. It's jarring because when we see Zeus in media, he just sounds like a commanding yeah. Or a lot of times you get that default everybody foreign has an English accent yeah, that sure. we do. <laughs> so it was played, and I think it, I, you know, I think it was played more for laughs, but it's like mm-hmm. he's a Greek god, so he gave him a Greek accent. I thought that was an interesting no, choice, That right? makes total sense. And But we're yeah. not used to it, because we see Zeus yeah. just being like, I'm going to kill you. Like, he just speaks do like you guys, a... Do you feel like in, like, film criticism that anytime someone's doing an accent, people have to say that it's bad? Like, somebody <laughs> has to be like, that's the worst, blah, blah, blah. Based on experience. And maybe I'm just not smart. I don't know. But I... I had read that maybe before I saw it or something, but I was like, this is fine. I mean, it's like silly, but I don't think he's trying to be the most authentic. People say it about uh, Butcher and the boys all the time. They're like, that's the worst. And I'm like, maybe it's not perfect, but like I get it. I I know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, he's great. I'm never great in that show. I've never once thought, oh, that wasn't. I'm just like, oi. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's great. And I've heard, I mean, I know, like I'll hear Tom Holland say stuff kind of weird, but I don't know. It but doesn't you don't bother. Let it be, yeah, I know. Like it's, people talk weird. It's not a. Yeah. I, I think it's just another thing where because they're kind of turning the character into the joke, which it is the joke, and there's a reason, like Tom explained, of why this whole thing exists. But they're just like, see, it has to be a joke. Here's this super strong character that's always painted oh. as such a badass, but now he's just a joke. I didn't like that when Zeus was like, "We're going to schedule the orgy," and then um, Valkyrie was very non-sex positive by being like that sucks i don't like that because they're they talking about a consensual orgy <laughs> to the best of our knowledge and that's fine and yeah. that's and you shouldn't say that that's because it's a different and then he says the next i don't thing think a family I, friendly disney property should be sex shaming thank you consenting orgies thank you yeah. there you go see the biggest complaint there's your valid complaint. I uh, will have to point out some some Kevin bias. You're not always aware of this, and I'm going to point it out to you though. Yeah. Is that you've completely skipped over Melissa McCarthy? Because <sighs> I know how much we don't have time. For that. How much I, love you have of Melissa McCarthy? <laughs> I do really like this part and Bill Ben Falcone. Yeah, I know. I'm like, oh my god, they even got her husband to be like the stagehand or whatever. So in the oh well. Yeah. What a team. <laughs> yeah, like that seems very on brand. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. Like, are they he's saying... He's only in it for a glimpse, but he's right. But are yeah. they saying like... I didn't even see two people him... work together? It I did... sucks. <laughs> I didn't even... See... Yeah, I know. I didn't even see him on the screen. I just saw his name in the credits, and I was like, oh, I guess that makes yeah. sense. That oh, yeah. for he, a... when, he... when the stage falls, whatever, at the end of the play, he's yeah. there on the side. You see yeah. him? Because I was looking for him. Like, did they put him in here? So the very... one of the very funny parts of Ragnarok is the recreation, the telling of the story of Thor. Every movie tells... or I guess there's been two, but they're telling the story from the movie before, and they get... Sam Neill as Odin, uh, Matt Damon is playing Loki, and Luke Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Yeah, I don't... Luke Hemsworth is playing Thor, which is very funny. So in this one, they're retelling Ragnarok, so they get Melissa McCarthy to be Hela, and I thought it was funny. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. It was a funny little retelling. I think it's actually like a truly uh, good. There's a better word than good, but good way to 
like what happened of to the hammer. I mean, it's been a minute, yeah. right? Yeah. Since Ragnarok, it's effective. Like, it was a smart way without showing us a flashback right. yeah. to actually tell the audience. And it, like as far as like funny things and like what I think is definitely like a Taika Waititi thing, like the world building of showing the new Asgard and like the infinity cones, cones mm. and all that stuff. That's getting crap too. Really? There's people. Okay. Infinity cones is a plan words of infinity stones. People are going, oh yeah, let's build this funny monument to a ruler that killed all these people and wiped out half the, like, it's just a fun, funny throwaway yeah. gag. Oh, and but that's such a, uh, to me, that's like, that's what like corporate, Stuff is would do. Like, Let's cash care. in on the infinity. Yeah, yeah. They're but also Iron Man saved half the planet with the Infinity Gauntlet. You can say both ways. The Infinity, yeah, it was terrible what Thanos did, but Iron Man saved them with it. Right. So like, but we have a nine eleven memorial. Yeah, and I, ice cream shop. Right. <laughs> I guess the fact yeah, there there, a, there is a gift shop in the nine yeah. eleven memorial. Yeah. I think the point is you can find anything. To, like right. you can, I mean, it's just ridiculous. But it's the a thing funny I don't like where, about yeah. the little fake play they do is that Disney Plus has already announced the the new series Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, <laughs> well, yeah, he's not Falcon anymore. Yeah. So, well, so who's gonna take the mantle? Ben Falcon. Oh, <laughs> Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> so I did like that. I liked that they were all back. I do like that we actually got to see the actors. Some people theorize those were actually Matt Damon and Sam Neill, like in this world. And no, they're Asgardian oh, they, actors. Which they, they want to do the play. They want to do the play of the kids getting. Yeah, <laughs> they have accents. They yeah. have like British accents. Yeah. <laughs> so I do like that. Like they're actors. Like as soon as uh, Gore comes and messes up the city, and King Valkyrie's trying to like get everything together, we got to go fix up. The actors are like, "Hey, so we were thinking." But yeah, it, it was very funny to have the actors like be that. like, "It's an emergency. Let's start writing the new play." Right. Very funny. So all that stuff worked in the humor. I thought. Yes. That's so, yes. So that's so that's why they have to go to Omnipotent City. They they need a, a weapon that can fight Gore, and so Zeus is Thunderbolt, and they really want Zeus's help and the gods' help, but he's not going to give it. So Zeus kills Korg. Which is horrible. I mean, not kill. Sorry, he. It looks like he's dead. It's a head too fake. Too many, too many, too many fake outs on. Yeah, so was, he kind of kills Thor or Korg. I mean, even Jane's almost a fake out. Yeah, like she's fine. Yeah, but spoilers. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm but, sorry. So Korg, Zeus looks to kill Korg. Apparently, Korg says, "Hey, we're fine as long as our head is still like we live in whatever." So mm-hmm. he crumbles. Well, she's telling the story too, so I guess yeah, that's you true. No, he's not. It's kind of weird with the time, but you're right. I guess he's narrating it from after the event. So anyway, Korg is fine. He's ahead. He uh, Tessa Thompson straps him to the back of her head, ties him that's with a mustache. Funny. That was funny. Mustache hair. I like that. And, uh, but Thor, in a rage, when he thinks Kor's dead, gets Zeus's lightning bolt, and it looks like he kills Zeus. And that's where I thought, I'm like, that's kind of ballsy to kill Zeus. Before that happened, they're like killing all those guards, right? Yeah. That's insane. The guards doing their job, right? They're just... Yeah. They're just them. people working in omnipotent <laughs> city, <laughs> and they are murdering them. And then one of them dies, and they're like, right. oh, okay, well, that's not... I do, I do always think that's weird in these movies where the good guys can kill the henchmen, but yeah. like the henchmen are just there. They're not like necessarily evil. They're just guards. They're not even doing a bad thing. <laughs> Thor said, "Will you help us?" Zeus said, "Nah, man, sorry, can't yeah. do it." Maybe he should have, but like, but, but right. 
Then Thor's like, well, I'm going to steal your stuff then. Yeah. <laughs> They're the bad guys. I Yeah, it is weird. I, I totally get what you're saying. So you're not supposed to think about that part of it. But he looks to kill Zeus. Uh, he has a hole through his chest. Like He's dead as far as we know until after credits. But again, spoilers, he's not dead. So they take the lightning bolt and they go after Gore. I think one of the really cool sequences, probably my favorite part of the movie, is the Shadow Realm fight scene. I don't think we've mm-hmm. ever seen anything like it in a Marvel movie. It reminded me of like a stop motion monster feature. It's like a Super Mario Galaxy. Yeah, they're like, like it's it almost looks like they're fighting on the moon. There's this big and it looks practical. The set looks really practical. And they're like fighting on a moon and you see like they pan out and you see all the people fighting on different parts of the planet of the shadow realm and monsters coming out of the shadows and and I thought it was a really good fight sequence. Visually it was interesting. They've never turned a whole Marvel movie black and white for like yeah. an extended period of time. So I thought visually the most interesting thing in the film, it was a really cool fight. What happens there, Matt? They he that's, he drops the Bifrost or he steals the Bifrost, right? N- Stormbreaker. No, that's where Jane walks into this little hut and she sees the like ancient scroll that mm. shows what that that he needs Stormbreaker. That's how you open it. She throws Stormbreaker. Oh, to get rid off of, yeah. of the. Oh, and he does end up. I think, but he gets they it. They get in a fight, and yeah. then and then because uh, because Gore kind of wraps them all up in these vines and he's telling him to call the axe yeah and then they fight for a while and then yeah he calls the bifrost but gore grabs it at the last minute uh and pushes them through it so they get through and then he does have the, the axe well, hey well, here's a question for you yeah what does zeus's lightning bolt do why what about that weapon yeah it's a little vague important? it's a lightning bolt man and i hey and i'll say usually Marvel's really good at this kind of stuff, like being yeah. just like good enough to be like, oh, he's weak to this because it's light or something like that. So just yeah. anything, nothing in this other than like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, no, I don't it know. is just kind of like we need the help of the gods. Who's a big god guy? Zeus. What does he do? Lightning bolt. Okay, got to get the lightning bolt. Like, there, there isn't really a reason. Stormbreaker and uh, uh, Mjolnir mm, seem pretty powerful. Right? Fine. Like. They need the lightning bolt, man. But you're right. It is, I think, writing-wise, it is a weaker kind of a thing. It's just a, a MacGuffin. So anyway, yeah. So he gets Stormbreaker. King Valkyrie is is damaged. She has to stay back at, at New Asgard. Not dead. Don't worry. No, no, no. But she gets hurt in the fight. Jane, meanwhile, is weak from the cancer stuff. And so she ends up having to go to the hospital. And basically, it's like, if you turn into Thor one more time, that's it. You're you're done. I mean, we know she's not going to, and she doesn't. But it's like, no, you got to stay and heal. And that's, you know, for the best chance that we have. Thor and her are kind of back together. When they're on their way to the, the shadow planet, they have a romantic moment. And it's like, we're going to get back together. So he can't lose her at this point. He just got her back. Oh, he does the Heimdall thing. Heimdall is a son. So Heimdall died in Ragnarok, but he's trained his son to use the visions. And so as one of the kidnapped kids, he's able to use the vision to communicate with Thor. Thor is able to visit him when he does that and tells them, hey, it's going to be all right. We're coming for you. Okay. Please. Look, this is one of those things of like the humor being like you're you're sort of like not ruining characters, not that extreme, but like. When he's talking to those kids and yeah. Valkyrie's tickling his nose. I know. It's like, what why would you, you be doing, doing that? I know. I know. That I thought the same thing. I'm glad you mentioned it. I didn't like that. Because I'm like, yeah, he's trying to talk to the kidnapped kids. Right. It's funny, like, because you're messing with him, like, un- like if you take it away from what he's doing. Yes. But that's not 
And again, right. It's just like, Pertain okay, to the story. yes, yeah. whoever came up with this, like, that, yeah, that's kind of funny. It was an improv thing, like, oh, that would be funny. But, but like, no, not. Not in that moment. I agree. I, it's a valid concern, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. It's a serious yeah. plot point. Now Goraz the Bifrost, he is going to, he's using it to go to the center of the galaxy, and he's going to go get Eternity and get his wish. So Thor ends up, how do they get there? They, uh, so... <laughs> It's the go- oh, what do they do? It's the goats. Nah, man, th- this was a very like. I always think of uh, "Thank You for Smoking" when they're making the uh, space movie, and so and they say yeah. like, "Oh, but you can't smoke in space." And someone says, "Oh, it's fine. We'll just have them say, oh, thank God we invented the right. thing that lets you smoke in space.'" <laughs> oh, what is it? Because they they said we need to, uh, it, it, we can harness the power storm storm. They don't have Stormbreaker. Yeah, he doesn't have it. So uh, how do they it, get there? Because they harness the power of Mjolnir or something into a ship. We just need a ship. And then Valkyrie's like, I have a ship. And it's one of those like. Uh... But that's how they get to the Shadow Realm. That was all before that. Oh, so was did, it? You're right. Like a Stormbringer was their power source yeah, so, for the ship. Yeah, he taps Stormbreaker in. And I did think there were funny moments where Stormbreaker is like thinks Thor is cheating he on him with the, Mjolnir. Yeah. That was funny. I, I like, thought that was funny until it went like. Too far. It like went so far into like, so are these things completely sentient, sentient right. creatures? Like, what is going on? Yeah, I think he uses the lightning bolt. Oh, does the lightning bolt power them? Okay. I, they don't, because you're, you're right. right. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. The boat stuff is, yeah. is before. that. That's not. One way or another, they get to the kids. and Thor gets to the kids, and he's trying to save the day. It's just Thor now. Everyone else is laid out. Uh, he finds the kids, and he says, I'm going to. I need your help, basically. Like, I need you guys to fight. And I thought this was the third action sequence. That it was, was cool. really cool. This was the was highlight re- of the movie. I, when when he gives the kids the power of Thor. And the complaints online, child soldiers. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Everyone complains about everything. It's obnoxious. This is a this is a superhero movie. Thor temporarily gives the kids superpowers, and they fight. It's fun. They're yeah. using their teddy bears as They're weapons. They're not child it's... soldiers because he didn't find kids yeah, and right. train them and, yeah. and impress them into a war. He, these were kids who were been abducted, and he's giving them the power to defend to themselves. defend themselves and get free. Uh, I know that's not it's... the same thing. I, I, it, I mean, it never even entered my mind that's what i'm saying and i'm just about i'm I'm just bringing it up because i'm trying to say why it's driving me so crazy this past week the complaints are so again you can not like a movie but the reasons people are coming up with are bonkers to not like a movie i could you give me any movie whether it's a classic or not i could find things to pick apart if 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 my life's work was dedicated right to picking them apart these complaints are thinking about the cannoli at a time like this (laughs) (laughs) it's just crazy so anyway one of the best scenes, like you said, I mean, it is so fun. I the did kids are, want them to be dressed like little Thors. They were all Thors. <laughs> like, I wanted them to have the outfits on. Because, yeah. the, the, and then I thought, it was funny, because I thought, oh, I wish they were dressed like little Thors. But then the one kid was, like, in pajama pajamas. I was like, that's pretty good. But then the other kids that were, like, more alien, it didn't look, because the one kid had, like, little footy pajamas, yeah, and that yeah. was funny. Yeah. But then the other kids had, like, more, like, regal-looking. Oh. I was like, well, that's yeah. not funny. He should be dressed like a little Thor. <laughs> yeah. That's good. It's like, so, if you're mad about children's soldiers, then what must you think of, like, Peter Pan? Yeah. I mean, they're doing the same thing. Yeah, I don't. Like, yeah, right, when Peter the Lost Pan's Boys canceled. are like, we got to fight. Cause, yeah, are you kidding yeah. me? Peter Pan? Canceled. It's a really fun sequence. Uh, one of the highlights, I think there's those three. I think the New Asgard, the Shadow Realm, and this are all really good action sequences. Um, they're fighting the the shadow monsters. Meanwhile, Thor is fighting Gore. 
Gore's got him dead to rights. Him with the Necrosword is like too much. He's going to overpower him. We've, you know, meanwhile, we've seen Jane is like questioning, like, I can't just sit in bed. Like, she I got to feel it. She's like getting like yeah. the lights are flickering and she's all getting. So she can like sense. That wasn't a sound clip either. That was a very good recreation. So, you know, she shows up. Of course, we knew she was going to. She shows up as Mighty Thor. She's trying to hold things off. She takes the Pegasus. That's how she gets there. I remember that. There you go. So she flies there, holds him off. Still, Gors kicks everyone's ass, basically, and ends up getting to the to eternity. And isn't Jane almost dead at this point? So she they, right. They, it's they, her last moments. Well, it's a kind of a interesting like movie thing where they do break the sword. Like so, they like mm-hmm. w- win, but then he also already opened. Like it did open already before and, he could get Stormbreaker. And he out. Stabbed, it's like Rocky and Apollo Creed. They punch each other simultaneously. Yeah, it's it's like that. Like, well, they they still did good. They still they broke the sword, but the the um they were using Stormbreaker to decrypt the World Tree emblem thing that got them in. But also, didn't he use a piece of the Necrosaurian to stab Jane? Like he he's she's dying. I think she just she just used it all. She used all her power. Okay, so she's dying. He gets to eternity, and basically Thor is like, I'm not even gonna like at this point. I the love of my life is dying. I'm not gonna try to like stop you physically or whatever. But he calls out to him in his last breaths and is like, "Listen, you've got one wish. Why are you gonna use it to kill everybody?" He's like, "The whole reason you're pissed off is that your daughter died. Just bring her back. Use your wish on that." And this is all fine to me too. Like, because there, there's a there's a thing of like. Well, why didn't he think of this before? Of course he would have been thinking of this. But now the sword's the sword. broken and, and also gone. in the heat. Well, like. First of all, you're not usually thinking you can bring people back from the dead, right? He's seen Aladdin. What are the rules, right? Genie, no bringing people back from the dead. He doesn't know you can do that. Right. He he thought that that's that was a rule. the rules. So also, this makes me question. Black Widow is supposed to be dead dead, right? She's dead dead. Well, we've got a thing here that is... can. Is it only the first person that gets to it, though? Well, I'm my thought was this was this is very much like a Dragon Ball thing. Okay. I mean, are you familiar with the rules? You find it and make your wish, and that thing is gone to the next. I it, like eternity is not dead or anything. Now they made this wish. I'm guessing eternity has moved on, but like eternity still has this power. Sure, they play by the rules of you get one wish, yeah. but like eternity can still grant. That's a thing. Like I've seen people saying, like, well, why didn't Thanos do this? And I, I, he didn't know about it, man. I don't know. Yeah, I've... it's so weird <laughs> what people decide to get hung up on i know because you could you could play this game all day long right why did that's the same thing with these heroes with powers once you get into all these powers it's like well who where was so and so and why didn't they and because there i do feel like marvel is it a bit of a problem with like these gods and what these gods are and now there's multiverses do the are there is there another zeus in the there must be yeah, there would have to. There be. must be. They're all. They all have. But I'm saying, like, so at what point? There's not more than one like watcher, right? I don't think so. I, I don't think, think so. He's think outside. They're outside of all. So that. like, but then like gods are. And I'm I'm not saying like I I'm do think these like, celestials like the celestials live on their own thing. There's not. There's one eternity, one infinity, one watcher. The all the celestials. There's one because they're outside the whole. Multiverse so are there? Thing. Okay. And again, I know I'm getting weird about, but I think this is a thing that Marvel is going to have to be kind of good at. This it can't. Are there? They're mul- opening the door to a lot of possibilities. Are there multiple Valhallas? 
or oh, is God. it full of Janes from all? You know what I'm saying? Like, do they all go to the same Valhalla? If they right, die? and oh. I mean, I, I, I know at some point you th- can't. This this becomes a thing where it's yeah. hard because I'm all fine with with hand waving a lot of stuff, but yeah. this is starting to become where it's like. Well, hold on. So there are gods, but what's the deal? How? <laughs> well, the other problem you're going to start getting is now these movies require you to watch the TV shows. Oh, We've yeah. never right. had this before, right? right? Yeah. So there's 28 movies maybe before this. This might be 29, I think. Well, I mean, I don't think Multiverse of Madness makes a whole lot of sense if you haven't watched WandaVision. And then uh, Moon Knight deals with Egyptian gods, and there's tons of Egyptian yeah. gods, and they have different powers and things. Now, the Egyptian gods don't really interfere much, and now they show us what these gods were doing, so I don't know if they're a part of the whole thing. But they're starting to introduce so many different types of gods that can do different yeah. things. How do they all play together? How does that... And I think we're... Yeah. F- and again, like right now, it's kind of fine, but if you go you're getting there, a yeah. movie or two past this and, and you're getting more convoluted without yeah. explanations, then it's like... Well, this is wild, man. Yeah, I don't, it, or it, it just doesn't make sense to to a point that's like kind of not fun. Sure. Yeah, they're going to have to be careful for sure. But so what the point is, they end up, Thor says, you know, you know, I'm going to spend my last moments with Jane here, but you also can save the person you love. You hadn't thought of this. Wish for her back. Wish for your daughter back. And so I like this, though. I, I like that you understood the villain's motivation and the villain made the right choice yeah. in the end. I like that. And he, he's out from under the control of the sword The sword's now, broken so, so he can see it. He can see clearly. And now the, the, the yeah. sword is gone. I, I like it. So <laughs> I like it. So, uh, Don't sing it. We'll have to pay for it. No, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's a parody. It's a parody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weird Matt. We find out he wishes for the daughter back and says... You take care of her. Like, you protect her with your life. And so now he basically makes Thor promise that he will watch her. So this is a new character. There's no... Thor doesn't have this daughter in the comics. Uh, Love is a brand new character they've invented. So they're actually doing new stuff. So it's kind of interesting to... You know, we don't have anything to go based on. But Thor now has an adoptive daughter. And so that's the second meaning of the title, Love and Thunder. Which I liked. I like yeah, that. I like that. I well, didn't it, see that coming at all. The, yeah. the title, and, and it's you know, it still works for Jane and Thor, mm-hmm. but now it also means the daughter's name is literally love. Yeah. I, and I'm into the idea because, like, I do feel like every Thor movie is kind of like, oh, I don't know who I am. Yes, I do. And yeah. then he does it again and again and again. And now we're set up for a different kind of thing. He is a father, yeah. and it's how does he deal with that and being a superhero? And those moments were cute. That is his real daughter, by the way. Oh, really? That's daughter. fun. Uh, the pirate he makes out with on the flashbacks, whatever. That's, that's... his daughter, too? Oh, <laughs> no. That's, that's a bridge too far. That's, that's... his wife. Uh, another one of his sons is the young Thor that's growing up when Korg is telling cool. the flashbacks. So, man, Hemsworth is making that Marvel money. He's yeah. planted. Now, think about it. Now he is. they've invented a new character played by his daughter. Yeah. So he's, I mean. Her... And those kids will never be poor because they can always appear at comic book conventions. Yeah, right. Oh, for sure. But think about it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, Chris Hemsworth's daughter. Yeah, the comic book. Yeah, but, I was love and love and thunder. Like, but yeah. think about this, too, though. Like, now she's earning Marvel money. Chris Hemsworth has more money than like she'll never Zeus. have to spend a penny of her money. <laughs> right, that Ma- Marvel money is going to sit there and grow. And when she's an adult, she'll have her own. I mean, do you, do you yeah. think it's her in the next movie, that actress, or do you think they get like an older, like they go five years older or something? Oh, that's get, a good like, question actress, because you st- it starts to become questionable when you have a kid. Because now Love has Stormbreaker, Thor has Mjolnir back. So now it's like, are we really going to have a, that little of a kid out fighting and doing this stuff? You're right. They may age her up. I'm not and sure. And she's not great. Oh, it's, it's cute. It's just fun. She's drawing she's on Yolner. It's I, just I, a cute thing. She's yeah. a very cute kid. Uh, I don't know if I 
if she stays at that level of an actress, <laughs> I don't know if I want a whole movie with her as yeah. a lead. But she doesn't give much. To, it's just That's cute true. scenes, though. We haven't seen her actually. I'm probably being too harsh. Was, you're right. It, you're was, right, a, you're it right. was a kid going like, I don't want to do that. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it was, I get what you're saying, but like, maybe if they do, we'll give her a chance to do something. Okay. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on board. I'm she, on board. She drew out a hammer and said, I don't want pancakes or something. <laughs> And it wasn't perfect. Yeah. So anyway, so they leave. So uh, the after credit sequence. There's what are they, Matt? Uh, what order? I mean, get, I know the get, Zeus. You line. get the lady poking Zeus's hole. <laughs> so we I, find out Zeus's alive. It looks almost like they meant to CG in a towel or something. <laughs> She's like holding nothing. I think maybe she has a little piece of something cloth. And it also looks like the scene was too long for her to like. You know, it's like a weird. She's not a background thing, but it's like they're like, "Oh, just sweep this like floor." And and she's like, "Well, I sweep him," but I'm like, "I would have been." Do I, you're right. She's sitting there like you. Your your my my motivation was you're dabbing this guy, yeah. and it's four minutes long. I couldn't <laughs> stop looking at it. It's so strange. Couldn't stop looking at his hole. Uh, I get it. Zeus so, Zeus, uh, Zeus is like that. Sucked when Thor <laughs> tried to kill me, but hey, y'all ever heard of Hercules? And then we see he's well, gonna. He can't. Send uh, Hercules after. Yeah, so that was Thor. a big, the big surprise, and I know people were like spoiling it right after they got out of the movie. So it's nice if people could save that surprise. That uh, it was rumored Henry Cavill was going to be Hercules for a long time. Oh, really? And so it's kind of cool they got Brett Goldstein who plays Roy Kent on Ted Lasso, fan favorite. Like he's a great, great character, and Goldstein's amazing in that role. Do you guys watch Ted Lasso? I have, yeah. no, I haven't seen. Okay, it. oh, it's good. You should watch Roy it. Kent. Right? I mean, he's oh, yeah. awesome. So he's Hercules. He looks great. It looks he looks like a Marvel Comics Hercules, yeah. like with the armor and the headband thing. You know, it's not like the the Rock Hercules. It's the very Marvel, you know, Marvelly looking, old school. And then uh, what is the other? And then the other one is. Jane's dead, but oh, right. don't worry, it's fine. We see Heimdall in Valhalla. We find out they set it up earlier. They remind you that if you die in battle, you get to go yeah. to Valhalla. So this opens up a lot of questions about can they bring people back, right? So you've got the Warriors 3, who they killed in Ragnarok. They died in battle, so they got to be up there. Heimdall's up there. Now Jane, and she's not an Asgardian, but she right. ended up there because she died in battle, I guess. You know what I mean? So like, but but now you've got all these people we see are up there and Heimdall who has powers and stuff. So you wonder, I feel like that's kind of like they're on the bench. They're on the reserves, right? So yeah. they didn't kill if them. If they want I mean, to, I mean, they, they can. could, but I just I just took it as like, oh, that's a nice little button. A nice ending. I, that, I think so too. Yeah. But, but it they does, could. Yeah. It does that's, feel like, but. But they could, they could show her body like, drawn and quartered and it's marvel they could bring right. back if they wanted to. but i think it was the, the nice... only way they could definitively not bring her back is if she were to die in real life hey, hey, even hey then, I, I don't know even then <laughs> it's a jump ball right <laughs> you never know with these things so that's how it ends i mean it wasn't great but it wasn't a travesty i was entertained by it you know i tr- i it just i mean that humor's tough for yeah. me and like, I think it's in the middle somewhere. Like, not the worst Marvel movie, but I'm gonna. Am I, would I watch it before Iron Man two? Yeah, yeah. Would I watch it before Dark World? Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of fun things when uh, Thor rides Stormbreaker like a witch. That's funny. That was funny, man. That's funny. The goats. I mean, there's some good stuff in it. Definitely. I yeah. I uh, didn't like it mm-hmm. overall. Like um, five or six out of ten. If I was if I was doing that, M- maybe even a four. But that means a different thing. <laughs> In real, in you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's doesn't four is a terrible movie. I gave it a B minus, which I think is very close. Like when you're talking a five or six out of ten, that's a C. 
you know, Rotten Tomatoes is a C can be positive or negative. I give it a B minus. You know, I was hovering between C plus B minus. So like that's kind of where I'm at. I think yeah. it was fine. It was okay. It, yeah, I, I would. I, I I'm like in between you two. Yeah. Like I didn't think it was great. There, I was frustrated because I liked Ragnarok and I wanted this to be so much better than it was. Yeah. And uh, but is this an awful movie? Not by any stretch of the imagination, in my opinion. Like I yeah. like it's. I can't it's a disappointment on some levels, but it but overall, like I I had an enjoyable time. I was engaged. Yeah. It wasn't one of those movies like a lot of those DC movies, man, I am checking my watch. Oh, for sure. Right. This movie yeah. isn't boring. No. Like it's yeah. if anything, it's too crazy. I think but for it's me not... it, it's this thing of every every time they do one of those scenes or that humor thing, I'm like rolling my eyes in it and it's taking me out of it in a way that then I have to like get yeah. back in yeah. and then they're doing something cool for a minute and then and then they go i guess that's gonna leave a mark and i'm like oh <laughs> i know they shouldn't undercut the important stuff going on that's the problem when the humor undercuts the plot of the movie when you've got someone being goofy for goofy's sake but he's doing something serious like that takes you out of it i i agree yeah. any of those times where they have to get the joke in there during serious stuff i think they could and it just that. feels like a movie then like it's very much like oh this is fake right. yeah. i know it's fake but you you get I, what i mean I, yeah you're not drawn into their world in the right. same yeah. way when totally. you do that in a in a comedy comedy a non-superhero comedy you're like okay they're having fun they're improving, and you just don't think of it but this is a movie where there's a lot of stakes yeah, yeah. you've got all gods all world whatever do you think marvel's kind of painted themselves into a corner because they made 23 you know really solid movies but also that led up to this incredible thing and now they're just kind of making like like when a comic comes out and it's just a story but it's not yeah. great and you forget about it like I, the movies are kind of like that interesting now. that yeah. we're not as far as I can tell, going building anywhere. towards something. Yeah, yeah still I, they right. are. They're planting the seeds, but you, but you don't like. They're not saying yeah. secret wars. They're not like Thanos I, was the big threat. I feel like Phase Four will end with something, and then Phase Five will be an official. Yeah, now we're that building to something. But I think they know they can't always be building to something. And so is they, it okay to just tell a story to be entertaining, and that's enough? Like not to nerds. But why do people, it's like, I think they spoiled us because yeah, totally. all yeah. those movies, most of them were so good. If you got all... this Thor movie 15 years ago, people well, would oh, be yeah. Top jizzing <laughs> all over yeah. it. There'd I, be I, Oscar Marvel's buzz. Trained, like, yeah. yeah, Marvel's trained people, though, that their movies are so good and they're so connected. And if this was a DC movie, same thing. Yeah. People would be raving about it. It's it's you know it's really it's like it's like when the smartest kid in the class does B work and everybody's in the teachers you know like well we know Timmy can do better than this yeah. which I think is a different yeah. way to arrive at the point you're making yeah which is I that, just is that because we've seen true I, I I will say this true cinematic greatness oh, yeah. from these yeah. films like what End they game is what they masterful. achieved in fa- in phase one and two and three I forget what what ends where but what yeah. they achieved over the course of those twenty three twenty four movies to 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 tell one cohesive story without ever making it feel like you couldn't just drop in at any point yeah. and and the way that these characters would weave in and out of each other's movies like it's. It was a stunning cinematic achievement, and it, and I think it gets overlooked because it's one of those things where, well, their success was seen at the box office, mm-hmm. so film people don't take it as seriously as maybe right. they should. But that was a hell of an achievement. Yeah, and yeah. but I think when they don't do that, it doesn't make the movies a zero or a one, right? right. Like 
for some reason, and again, this is the world we live in, but if they don't make that great of an achievement, all of a sudden it's the worst movie ever. Yeah. But like that movies can just be entertaining. Like they can just be okay. That doesn't mean they're awful. Right. Uh, You know, so it's just a very weird world we live in. And I don't know, but it was fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I think we all agree. It was fine. (laughs) So uh, anyway, that's it for this one. Let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. Well, I've actually, I started a new podcast. Oh, my friend Joe uh, at Joey Butts uh, on Twitter. Twenty one. Sorry. Thank you. Twenty one. You don't know what you'll get if you search for Joey Butts. Uh, It's a uh, we're we're going through the Evil Dead franchise. Uh Uh, Podcast is called Real Spoilers Patreon. (laughs) Um, So check it out. Uh, The first episode is out now. First episode is out. We've got some great guests coming up. Uh, uh, um, It's Kevin uh, Bucket. I believe Kevin R. Bucket. Kevin R. Bucket <laughs> gonna be on 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 the Evil Dead Two episode, so it's really exciting. And so yeah, check check it out. Where can I find that? Is it real, real spoilers Patreon? Just type that in, okay? Yeah, I'm sure you'll find it. Uh, real spoilers. It's out there somewhere. Patreon dot com slash spoil me baby or something. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure. DirtyPirateHookers.com. All right, it still works. Oh, and I have to say something. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett and listen to the Games We Love podcast. And this is Tom. You can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and don't forget the aforementioned Patreon. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Gabe is turned to stone. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice because we're